Welcome to the Speaking From Our Hearts podcast. In this edition, we'll be talking about many aspects of life, particularly health, relationships and wealth-related topics, all from a heart-centred approach. Your host, Paul Lowe, has a long and successful history of helping others through his coaching and mentoring, as well as his many charitable initiatives. He's been responsible for positively impacting thousands of people's lives, particularly young people from challenging backgrounds. Paul is the author of the books Mastering the Game of Life from Pain to Purpose and Speaking from Our Hearts. Welcome listeners and here we are again on this Speaking From Our Hearts podcast episode where today I'm joined by a lady all the way from Australia, a lady by the name of Trish Springsteen. Trish, very, very warm welcome to you. Hi Paul, I'm delighted to be here. And I mean, we had a little bit of a chat off air, Trish, didn't we, about, you know, setting the focus around where our conversation would would go and three key words came up introverts, advocates, and authors. I just know, Trish, that we didn't dig down particularly on any one of those three words, but I just know that there is some massive, massive insights and messages to be shared. So um, as the honoured guest, I'm going to allow you to, to kick off wherever you want to kick off, Trish, and take us wherever you want to take us in terms of sharing some of those insights and messages. Awesome, Paul. I'd be delighted to. I guess where I come from for those three particular areas is actually that's what I am. I'm an introvert, I'm an author, and I'm an advocate. And those are the people that I connect with and mentor mostly. Uh, There's a lot of myths around being an introvert. And a lot of people, when they say, when I tell them I'm an introvert, they say, what? You get up and speak, you talk on podcast, you talk in front of people, how can you possibly be an introvert? And I think that's because most people connect introverts with being shy. And that's not really it. Mm. Uh, An introvert is really just someone whose energy is recharged from being by themselves. So for an introvert, going into a room full of people who are talking loudly and talking and and that it can become extremely overwhelming and tiring and that's where i come from i can do that but i need to take some me time out and i need to go and recharge just by myself so for me being by myself in an empty room is where i can go oh wow and i can get recharged so what has happened for me in my journey uh, is that i've had to overcome losing all that energy and knowing how to harness that energy so that I can step up and speak, so that I can go and network, that I can talk to clients, that I can speak out there. And that's a a journey that has been pretty good with mindset and overcoming quite a few things to do that. And that's why I'd like to work with introverts because it, it can be difficult for them to know how to harness that energy. And when you know that, you can be what some people call an ambivert, but what I call is just harnessing the energy to be able to share my message with people and to be able to speak to them. So that's probably where I come from, from being an introvert and why I like to work with them because it's extremely empowering when you understand who you are. And in this world, that's not easy. Uh, we put labels on all sorts of things. And we have a lot of things that stop us from stepping up and sharing our message with people And if I can help people to overcome those barriers, to dig deep and find who you are, 
uh, one of my taglines is I believe in you until you believe in yourself. And that's come from my going through my journey and understanding who I am as an introvert, that it doesn't stop me from being and being able to share and being able to get out there. It just means that once I know who I am and how my energy flows, then I can harness that. I can take my me time. I can step back. And I know when I'm getting overwhelmed and I know that I've just got to step back for a few minutes, take 10 minutes out somewhere and recharge. And that's pretty powerful. And yeah. I like to share that with people. Yeah. Um, if I can just come in there, Trish, and say um, that on... So if that's the basis of an introvert, mm -hmm. is it safe to assume, and we should never assume, of course, but is it safe to assume that an extrovert is somebody then that needs that energy replenishment off off others so if you can sustain by being an introvert by going into quiet room and and getting that uh, that power back does the opposite apply then to an extrovert absolutely look what we're talking here are probably two extremes on that lovely line and not everybody's completely one or the other mm. and sometimes they've got they move along that line uh, that spectrum line a little bit but in terms of just simplicity, an extrovert really goes quite, uh, hates being by themselves. For them, it's extremely draining being by themselves, uh, taking that time. They like to be around people and that's where they bounce off and that's where they get their energy. And this is sort of what can happen and cause a lot of miscommunication, cause a lot of hassle sometimes when extroverts and introverts are, are there. Uh, the extrovert when they're networking, and I work with extroverts a bit as well so they can understand what happens. Extroverts when they're, they're networking, they they like to speak a lot. They like to hold the spotlight. They're, they're so full of energy that they don't listen very well. They, they, they listen to be able to jump in and have their say. And so they can really overwhelm and control the conversation. And when you come to networking, that can mean that they're not networking effectively. On the other hand, an introvert is makes a great listener. It's one of the things that we're really great at. And we like to just listen to find out about people. And then we will ask questions and then we will come in. And what happens though is when you've got a room full of extroverts, maybe only a few introverts, the, the introverts are overwhelmed by the conversation that the extrovert is having. And extroverts have to recognize then that they need to step back a bit and just let others have a go mm. where introverts have to realize that they need to step up a bit more and share a bit more very quickly uh, introverts take a while to think about things so sometimes we can get so overwhelmed because we haven't actually we don't speak up so quickly we're, we're processing what we're listening and we're thinking about it and then when we've thought about it we will come in and, and have our answer. But by that time, the conversation could have gone on because the extrovert's gone off for another side thing. So, yeah, extroverts love crowds, love energy. Introverts prefer to recharge in quiet times by themselves, on the beach, reading or in a quiet room. And really it comes down to knowing who you are because when you know where you are on that line, then you know how you can harness that energy. And it's the same when I work with people to be able to speak. 
Uh, funnily enough, introverts make great speakers. You wouldn't think so, but they do. Uh, they make really great speakers because when they get up to speak, they have given a, quite a lot of thought into what they're going to say. They've planned it out. They're well organized. They get up there, they share their message, and they're right on point. Extroverts sometimes have to be reined in because they're really great at having conversations, but when they're getting up to speak, they do have a tendency to waffle a little bit, to get so excited with what they're saying that they might get diverted down another way. So when you're working with an extrovert, you've got to encourage them to stay on point, bring it back in. With an, an extrovert, that's what you've got to do. With an introvert, you encourage them to have the, what I call 60 seconds of insane courage to actually get up there and take their energy and share their message. So it, it really comes down to knowing who you are. And that is the hardest thing of any any sort of thing, is being able to look inside and decide, yeah, this is who I am. This is my strengths. Because everybody has great strengths. It's just finding those strengths and then working out where you have to polish the corners. Okay. So if I was to say to you then, um, Trish is a fellow introvert listening, um, I can understand and fully empathise. I understand totally what you're saying about being on stage and speaking and all that kind of thing. I absolutely get that. But to the average person in the street that are not within that particular, within that professional arena, do these rules still apply? Or are you, are you talking just in a professional context? No, they apply everywhere. It's um, If you're an introvert, basically that's where it comes from. The way your brain is wired, the way your whole personality is wired, it's to be listening. It takes a little bit more time for you. You're, you listen, you process, you give a lot of considered thought. And as I said, by the time you've done that, conversation could have gone. And it's the same, for example, let's have a look at going in for a job interview. Let's have a look at how introverts and extroverts go for that. An introvert will plan for it. But they also have to work on being able to sell who they are. So for an introvert to go into a job interview, they need to be really thinking about, well, this is what I've got to say. This is how I've got to say it. They will listen to the questions and they need to be able to practice to answer those questions quickly and to be able to give a full answer. An extrovert, when they go into an interview, has to be aware that they, they need to rein in their answers to the questions and not over deliver. Does that make sense? It makes perfect sense. Um, I just want to come in on another word that you used previously, uh, Trish, because for me, when I hear this word, it's like a massive siren, a big, big red flag. Call it what you will, because um, <laughs> I've got some interesting um, thoughts around it. And the word that you, that I'm, uh, I'm singling out, that the word that you used, Trish, was labels. Yes. <laughs> Tell me about labels. Look. I don't really like labels very much. I think when we try and label ourselves, we can limit ourselves to what we're doing. That's why it's sort of when I use the words introvert and extrovert and where they are, I, I use it with a, a big grain of salt because I said no one's just one thing or another. They're, they're life experiences, things that we do, uh, all impact on what makes us us. And it's, it's interesting when we, we talk to people, we say, what do you do? And they'll say, oh, 
I, I'm a butcher, I'm a baker, I'm a mother, I, I work at this. So, but it's not actually who we are. We are actually all parts of our life experiences from the time we were born to right now. There is so much that is part of me. However, society dislikes to label us, and that's fine as long as we don't try and put ourselves in that box and those four walls and say, well, that's all I am. So I'm not just an introvert. Uh, I'm an introvert who knows how to speak. Uh, I'm an introvert that knows who I am and who my energy is. And I'm called an introvert because that's basically where label is, society is labelling me. But I'm also an introvert that can be an extrovert when I need to. And an extrovert is, well, we say an extrovert is labelled as that and that's their energy. They can also be people who like to just be by themselves now and then. Mm. Does that make sense to you, Paul? Yes, it makes perfect sense. It makes perfect sense. I mean, I think the thing is with this um, this duality of introverts v extroverts um and, and that isn't that a reflection of all our lives this this constant duality of day night rich poor black white whatever you know for every x there's a y or an a b and c or what have you and this constant duality that that we find ourselves embroiled in um so we could talk about this for hours just on this one particular aspect but trish but i want to move on if i can because at the top yeah. of this conversation we, you spoke around being an advocate as well and i know from the brief off-air conversation that that touches a very very wide range of um let's just say situations at this stage so just give us a very brief overview of advocacy in terms of your life trish Absolutely. Uh, one of the things you, you may have picked up on this, and your listeners may have picked up on this at the moment, is that I'm extremely passionate about speaking and about getting good speaking skills because it's really the foundation of everything you do in your life. Communication is just the tip of, you know, it, it's, it involves speaking and that involves being able to share who you are when you want to. Now, one of the things that I've found through my life, my personal experiences, is that having some speaking skills has actually managed to help me work my through, way through certain crisis situations and be able to speak about those crisis situations and be an advocate. For example, in 2007, we lost our son Craig to suicide. Now, that is not something I would wish any of your listeners to have. But what happened is that at that time, I had to do the eulogy for him at the funeral. You don't get a second chance at that. You've got to do it. And I did, and we got through it. And it wasn't until many months later that I uh, was processing all that had been going on. And I realised that it was my speaking skills that had actually allowed me to get through that situation, to be able to harness emotion and still share it but not allow it to impede the sharing that I wanted to do at that time, which also led me to understand that I can speak about it and uh, because I know how to share that, because I know and I'm comfortable with who I am, I'm able to get up and share that and speak about it to people to uh, either one-on-one -on -one or I can share it in situations like this because I know sharing my thoughts, sharing my feelings about that could be something that someone who's listening may need to be able to take away just a couple of words that I've shared 
and may be able to help them in their crisis situation. This passion I have for speaking uh, also came and was born out by uh, just finished my five years post breast cancer. I was diagnosed five years ago and I've managed to get through that and I'm clear now. But what I found was I found my speaking skills also helped me to be an advocate in this area. Uh, my whole situation, I was diagnosed very, very early because of breast screening. Now there's a lot of conversation out there about the pros and cons of breast screening. But for me, I will always be an advocate of it because that was one of the reasons why I had such a good result because it was detected very early. And I was asked to do a video testimonial for um, the Australian breast screening site. And because of my speaking skills, because of my competence, because I, I am very comfortable with who I am, it was, it was very easy for me to say, yes, sure, I'll come down and do that video testimonial, which I have done, and it is up on the breast screening website. So from those two personal experiences, I know full well that if you've got the confidence to speak, and I'm not talking about you don't have to be wanting to speak from the stage, you don't have to be wanting to sell from the stage, but if you know how to overcome your fear of speaking, how to be able to put together a presentation, to be able to use your voice, to be able to use your body language to empower you in speaking, if you've got that, then when you come across crisis situations like that or opportunities where you can stand up and say, I'm passionate about this, I want to share it, then those speaking skills will help you to do that. So that's where I come from in that respect and why I'm very passionate about working with advocates. I'm passionate about helping people have that confidence because I've seen what's happened when you miss those opportunities, when you feel like, oh, no, I don't want to speak or... Uh, I'm really not sure how I could get up and say, well, this is what I feel. Even coming down to going up to the school to speak to your teachers about your child, if you can be able to process exactly what you want to say without letting anger or emotion overcome it and be able to connect with that and put those thoughts in a logical manner, then you are being able to be there for your child, to be there to share your passion. And that's why I'm very, where I come from when I talk about advocacy and speaking up. In, um, in a former uh, part of the Speaking From Our Hearts journey, Trish, I, I asked some of the global ambassadors one very simple question. Well, I thought it was a very simple question. <laughs> Apparently it wasn't. Um, but I, you know, to put together a promotional video, which was a fantastic video, we did that. Um, and there was a lot of people, it ended up um, probably best part of 30 people actually that, that contributed by giving one answer. And there is no right and there is no wrong to this this question. But I, I want to ask it, you, um, Trish, as well, but I want to tie you into 15 seconds. There's no more because whatever you say after the 15th second becomes irrelevant. And that was kind of, you know, there was a bit of fun in there. It wasn't anything heavy and, and this, this is obviously fun in this. And I just want to give you the question. And as soon as I give you the question, Trish, the clock ticks at 15 seconds. Are, are, you, are you up for this bit of fun? Absolutely. Let's go. <laughs> okay. So the question is this. What does speaking from your heart mean to you? It means being able to have the confidence to step up and share a message 
with someone who might need to hear those words and not be selfish about it. Superb. Absolutely superb. And the reason, I mean, I didn't sort of necessarily intend to ask that question, Trish, and I, I don't have a script for conversations with guests, as we've spoke about. You know, we have a conversation, we go where we go with it, and what's said is, is what's said, because we speak from our hearts. And Absolutely. the power, you know, I mean, what was resonating massively when I was, you know, when I, when I often sort of... Um, I only think about it on a superficial level. There's no attachment to any aspect of those dark, desperate days, whatever they were. But I know, Trish, and you've advocated this and you've reinforced this massively about the power of speaking from our hearts. And isn't it true to say that for some people, and this may or may not bring in the introvert stroke extrovert dichotomy, but isn't it true to say, Trish, that some people might just want a quiet little word with the next door neighbour to share their truth, whatever that may be, or they actually want to stand on top of a mountain and shout to the world about what they believe they'll speak it, their truth. And, you know, one thing that comes to mind is Martin Luther. I've stood on the shoulder, I've seen the promised land. And there is no right and there is no wrong in any of those situations. But one thing I passionately believe in Trish as human beings we all have that need and desire to be heard we want to be heard massively different ways in terms of how we exercise that but that cathartic experience that goes with somebody's actually listening to me I think is absolutely immense would you agree with that yes I would uh, I might take it just a little bit further because I'm not sure that we need to be heard, but I think we have to be heard because from my perspective, if we don't overcome our fear, if we don't overcome being selfish, because one of the things I talk to people about is when, when they're not too sure, they're not, they don't stand up, they don't say what they've got in their heart, I say, are you being selfish? And they say, no, I'm not a selfish person. I say, well, if you don't get your 60 seconds of insane courage to stand up, you are being selfish. Because even though we say you, you need to be heard, that you want to be heard, I think it's even more important that there are people out there that need to hear you. Because if you share your message, there is someone, you just don't know, there could be one person who is listening, one person today who's listening to what I'm saying to you now, who has to hear one or two words that I've said that could change their lives. And if we stop ourselves from standing out and being heard, then those few words, that sentence, that phrase, won't be heard by that person. And that may affect how they can change their life. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, it's something that we have to look at because it's not for us. It is never for us, the speaking. It is for the people who are listening to us and who need to hear our words. I would take it a bit further. I've been mentoring and speaking for over 20 years and I've had podcasts of my own that I've spoken to. And in that those podcasts that I've had, the guests I've had, I've always asked them one question uh, and also the people that I've worked with and the other speakers, I've always said, what makes a great speaker? What, what makes a speaker memorable? The difference between a good speaker and a memorable speaker. And you know what the one thing that has been the first or second that they've all mentioned 
It's being genuine, it's being authentic, and it's speaking from the heart. Mm. That's what people remember. Yes, the techniques and the strategies and the polish that we have that we use to put everything together, that's, that's great because that's important. It'll get us there. But if you don't speak from your heart and if you aren't genuine and if you don't take off those masks and let people see who you are, then you're missing something. Those who do, the ones that people will remember. I just want to give an example, Trish, as you were as you were speaking there about, you know, people hearing messages and you just don't know the knock-on effect and, you know, the power of uh, the power of passionate speaking. And there was something that went through my mind then as you, as you was on, um, unfolding that, Trish, and it was this. As recent as three days ago, I got a message off somebody um, that basically said, you'll never know, you'll never know what you did that particular day and the day that was being talked about Trish was um, I made a phone call to this particular person because I know that you know there was in a bad space and it was uh, it was around Christmas time a lonely time for some and are you okay it was it was kind of one of those conversations but I had that real deep intuitive you know, I couldn't explain it. I just needed to know. I, I, I just, I just knew I needed to make that call, and so I made the call. And it's emerged that the significance, and this really does give massive power to what you've said there, Trish, of that particular, and I'll call it intervention. Although I didn't know at the time it was an intervention, it was just an intuitive feeling that let me make a call. And it was this, that that person was ready, drove to an isolated slot and was ready, literally ready to take the life mm. until the phone went. And we chatted around X, Y and Z and A, B and C. And, 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 and then I didn't know. I knew that something actually that my intuition to ring was right because I denoted by the words and the tone that came back to me in that conversation, Trish, that... Well, what's happening here? Um, but I've got no idea of actually what was happening until a lot of time later. And that text message from three days ago that says, yeah, and this is the full context of that fateful day. So I just loved what you said there, Trish, you know, and I go back to whether we're, we're sharing a very private conversation uh, within the confines of our own front room with somebody or shouting from the rooftops, that speaking from our hearts, that authenticity. And, and personally, I don't use that word lightly. I think it's a word that's thrown around like confetti these days. Authenticity. Oh, I'm authentic. I'm this and I'm that. And um, I'm very, very mindful of the of that word. Um, but I think in the context of we're talk what we're talking about, and I'd throw in another word, Trish, as well, which I think is imperative. And you've kind of flirted with it in, in terms of what you've said about the memorable speakers. And the word for me is vulnerability. Being prepared, not to the point where you break down and the emotion overcomes you, but being prepared to to stumble just a little bit, just to show that vulnerability in that human side that to say, well, okay, this Polish guy or this Polish girl on stage, wow, they are real. And it, <laughs> that's powerful beyond description, isn't it? Absolutely. It's it's being you and it's scary. 
it's scary or it really is because we in, in society and, and who we are now as human beings we wear a lot of masks it comes back to the same similar sort of thing to labels we, we hide behind these masks and one of the reasons we hide behind masks is because we're afraid for people to see who we are we're not confident in who we are we're worried that our peers might judge us uh, and we, we're worried that if we make a mistake people will think oh well that person's not perfect but the powerful thing and as, as you've just touched on is if we take that mask away and we let people see who we are then we are actually connecting and being true to who we really are to ourselves and it's not easy it's it takes a lot of mindset it takes courage uh, because yeah you know, when you when you stand there and say well this is who I am and this is who I am and this is who I want to be and you take me as I am then you know it's powerful but it's really scary because people can not be nice to you they can be uh, come back and they can take your vulnerability, if you want to call it that. I just call it being who you are and being true. Uh, and it, you, know, you can get damaged. But then when you realise how powerful, when you do it and you connect with people and you see the impact that you can have and people can see from you, it also comes down to another lovely three words that we bandy around today. But if you want to connect with people, you want to be... in work with people it's this like knowing and trusting and you mm -hmm. can't like know and trust somebody unless you let them see really who you are and as, I, as you said and I agree with you it's it's not wearing your heart on your sleeve it's just saying this is me this is what I believe in these are my visions this is my values and when you see me this is what you get and uh, takes a little bit of work but when you do that it's powerful. And the other thing is to believe and, and be aware that not everybody's going to like you in this world. And that's perfectly okay. Mm. It'd be pretty boring if we all liked each other the same way. Uh, but the people that do like you will resonate with you when you let them know who you are and what you do and what you believe in and, and how you work. Those people will come and work with you. Those people will uh, resonate with you. And they're the ones you want to resonate with. What I would like to do as we come to a close now, Trish, because yeah. our, at the top of this uh, this podcast conversation, we alluded to the introverts, advocates and authors. And I know also that we spoke about legacy. It's quite interesting, inverted commas, coincidental how we haven't covered all those bases. And hasn't that nicely left the door open for me and you to regroup on a subsequent podcast and I kind of want to set the tone for that now, Trish, if you're up for this, to say, OK, there's so much stuff we haven't covered. But, do you know, on the follow up, this is what we are going to look at. And if I can just be allowed to sort of um, because I'm very passionate about this, and we've already kind of flirted with it to a small degree, Trish, this this labels, this mask, that, those two words have been used quite a bit. And so I'd like to regroup, Trish, um, if I may, if you're up for this, on another podcast and we really dig down on masks and labels. Absolutely. I'd be delighted to. Excellent. So, Trish, how can people reach out to you, find out more about you um, and get in contact with you generally? What, what's, your, what's your contact details? Look, you can connect with me on Facebook. 
And if you put in Trish Springsteen and look for the lady who wears a lot of purple, you will find me because that's my color and that's who I am. And you can find me there. And I have several pages. You can find me as Trish Springsteen as an author and Trish Springsteen as a speaker. My company is Trishel, which is T-R-I-S-C-H-E-L. You'll find a Facebook page for that. If you go onto LinkedIn and put in for Trish Springsteen in uh, Australia, you'll find me there. There's not very many Trish Springsteens around. And my website is uh, trishspringsteen.com. So if you go there and you can see a bit more about my blogs and what I do, and you can find me the links to my YouTube channel. So I'm there, I'm around, and uh, I'd love to have a conversation with anybody who wants to DM me and connect with me. Excellent. Thank you very much, Trish, for your insights around, particularly around the introvert uh, and extrovert, uh, what I call the dichotomy, polarisation, call it what you will. Um, so thank you for sharing that particularly. And um, so there we have it, listeners. And um, all I've got to say really, as I say, is to, is to reinforce that gratitude um, to yourselves. And remember that whatever you do in life, whether it's an introvert or an extrovert, always walk your path with heart. Hearts, helping everyone achieve results towards success.